Welcome to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. If some days you doubt yourself and you don't know what you're doing, if you've ugly cried alone in your bedroom because you felt like you're failing, well, I just want you to know you're not alone and you have come to the right place. Raising tweens and teens in today's world is not easy. And I'm on a mission to equip you to love well and to raise emotionally healthy, happy tweens and teens that thrive. I believe that moms are heroes and we have the power to transform our family and to impact future generations. If you are looking for answers, encouragement, and to become more of the mom and the woman that you want to be, welcome. I'm Cheryl Gould, and I am so glad that you're here. Hi, friend. Welcome to the show today, and I am so glad that you're listening in. And I have a little announcement. I am leading a workshop tomorrow, January 17th at 12 noon central called Creating an Abundant Mom Life in 2024. And we're going to be talking about those things that suck your energy, what's depleting to you, what is life giving. And I'm going to walk you through a series of really powerful questions. There's going to be a time of sharing. It is going to be so meaningful. We want to be intentional. We often don't slow down enough to ask ourselves really important questions like, what are my priorities? Am I living I aligned with those priorities in my life. What do I want to focus on this year? What do I want to let go of? What do I want to create more of so that I can show up as my best self? And if you're listening to this after the workshop, don't worry because you can access it on the YouTube channel. This is all free and I'm going to provide it there and you can just check out Moms of Tweens and Teens on the YouTube channel and you can watch it there or you can sign up for the newsletter that will be going out if it's before the workshop and I'm going to be sending out a couple emails. So go on over to momsoftweensandteens.com and sign up for the newsletter and you will find all kinds of amazing resources when you sign up for the newsletter. So today, (laughs) this episode, I absolutely loved. I am talking with Jesse LeBeau. He is one of today's most highly sought after youth speakers and teen coaches. And his unlikely underdog story has inspired millions of teens through his speaking, best-selling books and youth programs. And he is one of the world's premier basketball trick artists and is regularly featured on TV, film, and international tours. Jesse travels all around the country in his RV, speaking at schools to youth, and has a reality series called The the LeBeau Show, where you can follow him around the country and see firsthand his significant impact on youth, particularly teens who are struggling. He is also the founder of the Attitude Advantage 
program, and I really want you to check it out, and he's going to share more. It is a comprehensive approach to helping teens build incredible confidence, grit, and resilience, and his program transforms teens' lives by teaching vital life skills to improve self-esteem and positively impact the direction of their lives. I can't wait for you to get to meet Jesse and hear him share his story. Also, he's going to share with us what we can do to help our kids today and more about his amazing program and how he can support your kids and the radical difference he is making in kids' lives. So let's dive in. Well, Jesse, welcome so much to the Moms of Tweens and Teens podcast. I am so excited to talk to you. I am excited too. I was trying to read what it says in the back there. You have my whole heart for my whole life. Okay, there's some there's some love in that house over there. I, I, <laughs> I like love it. I that. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. It's good to see you too. And I love you're you're pumping me up already just with the little slogan. Yeah, well, I, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you because as we were talking, I, I started following you and oh my gosh, I mean, right now you're traveling across the country. People may know you as Joe from the pop TV sitcom, This Just In. You're a basketball trick artist. I want you to tell them about that. You're a celebrity teen coach. Turn motivational speaker, you help young adults who struggle with mental health, self-esteem, anxiety, depression, self-harm, phone addiction, connecting socially. You're the founder of the Attitude Advantage. You're the host of the Lebo Show. Oh my gosh, and so much more. And you have a pretty powerful story about being an underdog. And so I want you to tell them your story and where you came from and your roots and all of that. Yeah, well, that's a lot of work. I feel like you deserve a, 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 an applause break here or maybe some water. Uh, <laughs> I'm exhausted just from hearing you say all that. I feel like I need to go take a nap. <laughs> um, I appreciate that. I, uh, I feel like someone who's very, very fortunate and very blessed. Um, you know, my big dream was basketball uh, my whole life. And I was able to tweak that dream into something that was totally different than anything I ever planned that I'd be able to do. And I still get to use basketball um, quite a bit. You know, like you said, I'm in our little basketball tour bus here um, and we have a basketball hoop on the back and it pops down. So as I travel around, we'll we'll uh, have a little basketball competition, a little basketball fun everywhere I go. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been quite a journey. So the story really is I was just born on a little island in Alaska called Pennock Island. Have you ever heard of Pennock? I don't even think so. I don't think anyone has. I could say it sounds familiar, but I think I'd be lying. <laughs> no, it's about half a mile wide by three quarters of a mile long, just maybe 30 or 40 homes now today and uh, no roads or stores or anything. So we took a boat every day just to get to town. And um, town, we called it, it was like, we're going to the big, you know, the city. It's one road going left, one road going right, four stoplights, and then a fence on either end of about 15 to 20 miles of road. You're you're trapped there. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. In Alaska, it's also dark almost all the time during the winter. So I'd go to school. It would be dark. I'd get out of school. It would be dark. 
and it rained about 13 feet a year. Um, usually more than that, we call that liquid sunshine. They literally have a um, measuring stick in the center of town, and it's like how much water it's gotten up to, and, it'll, and it says liquid sunshine on it. So as you can imagine, for all those reasons, there was a lot of problems with, with drugs, with alcohol, with depression. Um, all across the board, from not seeing the daylight, from being isolated. There's more bars than churches. That's one of the things that little town is uh, known for, which is a, a weird uh, thing to be known for. Probably not a good thing. And um, for me, I felt kind of trapped and isolated. And I felt like I couldn't go and achieve the big dream that I had. Mm-hmm. And that big dream for me was to be a basketball player. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to get a scholarship and I eventually wanted to get paid to play basketball. I wanted to be a, a pro basketball player. The problem with that is I was by far, and if I stood up, you'd be able to see, but I still am quite small. I was the smallest kid, smaller than all the girls. So when I would tell people, Hey, I want to be a basketball player. They would laugh in my face. They would tell me I, I wasn't going to ever be able to do it. I wasn't good enough. I wasn't big enough. Um, and I had a series of of stories where these kids bullied me in pretty embarrassing ways. And it just made me feel alone and I just was isolated. And shift for me was I decided I can control my attitude and I can decide to listen to all these outside forces who are telling me what I can't do, or I can do the thing that I want to do. I could be the master of my attitude. I can go for it. I can create the life that I want to live. And I can team up with the right people around me that won't be tearing me down, but will actually build me up. And when I made that decision to team up, it transformed my life forever. Um, so I, I started waking up every morning at five. I'd take that boat over to town and go up to the school. This janitor, his name was Larry. He would open up the gym for me every day. Uh, he wasn't supposed to do that, but out of the goodness of his heart, he did it. And that one small act of kindness from him completely changed everything for me. And I went on to have a good high school basketball career. I uh, got to play college and get uh, my education paid for. And then I used basketball and learning how to do tricks to be able to break into entertainment. So I started doing commercials and movies and TV shows. My my very first commercial was with Kobe Bryant. I put on his shoes and I take on all of his powers. It was the dream commercial and I got lucky. Um, some luck and some hard work in the right time, the right place. And I got this dream commercial. My friends who had been in the industry a lot longer were like, how the heck did he get this one on the first try? And I'm like, oh man, Hollywood's going to be a piece of cake. <laughs> and it, 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 it wasn't. And um And I did a movie with uh, NBA superstar Kevin Durant called Thunderstruck, which was a lot of fun. And it led to more commercials and movies and TV shows. I got um, to have maybe arguably the best day of work anyone's ever had. I got to be hand-fed cheeseburgers by supermodel Heidi Klum. I watched that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They, They paid me to be in that. Can you believe that? (laughs) <laughs> the graduate. It was like a playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. it? Oh my God. Justin Hoffman. They had my hair kind of how it is under yeah, the hat right now. Down. It worked out. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it was literally all because of basketball, the thing I was told my whole life I wasn't supposed to be able to do. And so um, what happened from there is, oh, you know, a lot of different things, but the condensed version is I started playing street ball professionally and I got to travel the world and be teammates with Allen Iverson, who's one of my favorite Hall of Fame NBA basketball players. I had his poster on my wall. I mean, I practiced his moves. I watched his games. This was like a basketball dream heaven for me. And um, what would happen is after these games, 
kids would line up for, I don't want to exaggerate, I want to say miles, but we would be out there for hours for them to come and take a picture and hang out. And it was mostly because of Allen Iverson. And I was just the guy on the team that was there too. Um, and w- that happened everywhere. We went all these different countries. And eventually we went back to my hometown, that little Ketchikan, Alaska I was telling you about. And we did the same thing and they lined up just how they did in all the other places. But on this particular situation, they were kids who I knew their families. I knew their wow. older brothers and sisters. I knew their parents. And it just hit me in a, I, I, had, I call it my light bulb moment. And, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. It's not supposed to entertain for an hour with basketball tricks and fun, which is great. But I could share my story. I could write a book. I could start speaking and do more than just dribble a basketball. But I could still use that as the hook to capture their attention. Um, And that was that light bulb moment. I wrote it all down in the notes in my phone on the flight back to California when we left Ketchikan on Alaska Airlines. I, I remember it very, very vividly. And I slowly but surely went and did all those things and wrote the book and started speaking and traveling all over the world. And uh, it turned into us having a program and, you know, shooting television shows and programs. It's just been uh, an unbelievable journey. And I'm so grateful because I feel like right now we are at a place where kids are hurting and lonely, just like how I felt in Alaska all those years ago, even though they all have this phone and they're connected on the internet and on social media more than they've ever been in the history of time. There's never been more kids who feel disconnected and not truly having meaningful relationships where they spend time with them in person. And I don't care what anyone says, and there's not really anyone who will argue it with me, but you can't replace a one-on-one or a group connection in person through a screen. This is great, you and me doing this right now, but if we were in the same room, it would be even more powerful and it would be even more impactful. So um, I'm on this mission now to help kids team up and really find their group, find their tribe, find their community that they enjoy being around, that they can develop social skills, that they can do life with. Because we all know the quality of our life depends on the quality of our relationships. So your life's going amazing. You're doing good. Great. You need people to celebrate it with you. And you do the same thing with them. Or else there's a lot of billionaires and a lot of multimillionaires who have it all seemingly on the outside, but are very unhappy. And on the flip side, going through life's difficult times, which we're all going to go through, which I know isn't very motivational speaker of me, but tough things are going to happen. And you Mm -hmm. need more people that are going to be there for you. just like you're going to be there for them and do life together. And that's something that's kind of missing today. You know, that community that we used to have in person. Yeah, absolutely. It is so lonely and kids are so lonely now. And it's, I agree with you because I do so much on the screen and I can get lonely and isolated because there's a different energy when you're with somebody, you know, you're, whisking on, you know, and you're right there. And so being behind our phones and then kids are comparing themselves and how many likes am I getting? And it's, and then gosh, the way that the algorithms, I know that was a huge issue with the pandemic work and all the eating disorders that started up because they want to get healthy, but then they just start getting all this body, you know, body stuff in their feeds and that I don't measure up you know, to what I'm seeing. And then that creates even more, uh, you know, issues and lower self-esteem. You talk a lot about um, developing resilience. 
And you talk about the challenges. Our kids are having challenges and how to help them develop that grit and resilience. And that's what you really had to develop. Like you had to realize like, I want, I want more for myself. I can, and what happened there? Like, where was the light bulb switch moment that activated that in you? Yeah, great, great question. And just to go off of something you said a little earlier, it is, um, I saw some research today that people are actually more depressed now than they were at the peak of COVID and during the pandemic. And it's because we got used to being isolated. And now like, I don't want to go to work anymore. I literally got off call this morning with a girl in our program who's not going to school, doesn't want to go to school. You know, it's, and we're getting that all the time, but then they're isolated and lonely now that the world has returned to, to quote unquote normal. But there, when you aren't connecting with people in real life, like you said, it it just it takes a piece of your soul and your happiness. And we're meant to be around people, even though it's nice to curl up and watch Netflix and we have these screens all the time. There's just no replacing that. So um, I, I, I love what you said there. And I know you have an amazing community of moms and I'm, I'm really grateful to get to come and spend some time with you guys here today. So as far as building that grit and that resilience piece, for me, my dad taught me a lot of lessons through sports. And mm-hmm. and so we would go and watch the older kids, whether it was Little League Baseball or we had football later on, but mostly basketball, soccer, and baseball where I was, um, which in Alaska, it's outside, there's snow, it's dirt and not grass. It's a whole different ball game. <laughs> but we would watch and we'd watch the best players and we'd see how did they respond? Not when they hit the home run, not when they had the game winning shot, but when they made mistakes, when they overthrew first base, when they struck out, when they dropped a pass, mm. what did they do in that moment? Did they blame the umpire? Did they cuss out uh, the referee? Did they not hustle out to the field and high five their teammate? Because that is what defines, it's like that whole um, character, like, you know, your character is what you're doing when nobody's watching. It's easy to have a good attitude when you're being the star, but how is your attitude during the hard times? That when That's when you really see what someone is made of. So I'm so thankful to my dad for teaching me the power of attitude through sports, but more importantly, to carry over in life, which is more important than, than any sport. Because as much as we love our kids and we want them to all go be pro athletes, this many of them are actually ever going to go do that. And I see a lot of parents project that and it's, you're missing the whole boat completely if you're not working on these, these life lesson skills. So what kind of teammate are you going to be? What kind of attitude are you going to have when things don't go your way? What's your work ethic like? Are you blaming other people when things don't go your way? Is it the coach's fault or the weather or, or all these different things? That's the whole point you should be looking for in sports. And if you win some games along the way and you can get, uh, you know, a scholarship or even go play a professional, well, that's still just a small portion of your life. So you want to have those other things in order. But to come full circle for your question, I think the biggest thing that's holding uh, kids back from grit and resilience is parents coddling them. Mm -hmm. And this is something that they are doing with the absolute best of intentions. They love their kids. They want to see them thrive. And when something goes wrong in their kid's life and they see them hurting, they see them struggling to make friends. They see them not doing well in school or not making the team. 
you want to comfort them because we've learned like today we know so much more than our parents and our grandparents knew where it was just kind of everyone's still trying to figure it out. And now we know like, yeah, it's really important how you treat them and how you talk to them and the things that happen with their self-esteem and handling trauma. But if you put this bubble around them and they don't ever experience failure, if they don't ever experience struggle, if they don't ever experience pain, then they're not going to be able to handle that in the real world. And that's all the world is filled with. There's a there's a quote you've probably heard, but it's a lot of parents today are going ahead of their kids and preparing the road, smoothing out the bumps, getting rid of the of the the cracks and everything so that it's the smooth ride instead of preparing their kids for a bumpy road because the road is going to be bumpy ahead. And so if you can have them learn, hey, it's okay to fail. Hey, it's okay to not succeed and have people know about it. Everyone else's life seems perfect on their phone, but it's not. That's a highlight reel. And in order for you to achieve anything, you're going to have to fail way more times than you succeed. That that uh, intro that you read with all those cool things that I've gotten really fortunate to do, if you read all the things that I was trying to do, we would you would still be going because I failed. Literally, I have a list somewhere. I, I don't even know where it is anymore, but I had a list at one point of all the things that I was like, this close to some amazing breakthrough happening in my life and and it didn't work out and I failed or the person kind of swindled me or whatever. And like, all right, cool. Because every time you get that failure or that no, it gets you that much closer to the yes that can change your life. So um, to, to boil it down in just a few words, it's leverage failure strategically. And that's a really good way. And then talk about those things when they happen and everything's a lesson. Even when you, as the mom or as the parent, messes up and lose your temper or or react in a way that you're not proud of, that's one of the most powerful lessons that you can talk about. Like, look, here's even I, even I did it wrong, and um, yes. Yes. what I should have done next time. Um, and so many times we we don't like to do that because we're you know we want to be a good example, but admitting your mistakes is one of the most powerful tools you can have in your belt as a parent. And then recognizing that and having that conversation of here's how I could have handled it better. And here's what I'm going to do next time when that happens. And you hold me accountable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You said so many good things, Jesse. And I, I just have to go back because I'm just really struck by how your dad, because my son played baseball and then he played division one baseball. And then he was actually drafted for by the Oakland A's. So, you know, I've lived in that sports world Amazing. and it was so easy to go to the games and say, look at what that player is doing. That's so, you know, look at how talented, you know, they are, or, you know, how, you know, he just hit that home run or focus on those things. That's not bad you know, to focus on what they're doing, but to focus on how is that player handling striking out or, you know, whatever it is, how are they handling when they're not winning? Um, That if we focused more on that, developing that character in our kids of like, oh, notice what that person's doing when they, they got that no. And wow, they, they were courageous to even go for it. And to go after it. And they heard a no, but wow, they kept on going. Like you heard a no and you had to keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. And that is really the difference between someone that's playing at the highest, highest level and someone who's just could be that far away from a multi-million dollar contract is a lot of times it's the mental, it's the mind game, right? Yes. So 
you know, and if you can get them to lean into the passions that they have. So for this son, it might be baseball. Okay. So what's the lessons that we can learn through baseball? Now let's find people that are a good shining example that are baseball centric and oriented. That is going to be something that he's interested in. He's passionate in, and it's going to come through to him um, as opposed to maybe another kid who's into art or theater or all those things. So leaning into those things that they enjoy and then having that conversation, because that can make all the difference as a, you know, for, for me with athletics, because I was smaller, I had to make less mistakes on the basketball court. And one of the things that I would see is that the people I'd play against would waste energy and focus blaming the referee, blaming uh, the coach, you know, the floor is wet. And when they would be wasting that time and energy, I'm like, oh, I have them now because I'm not going to do that. And I'm solely focused on this. And it gives me a little bit of an edge as an athlete. So I, to that kind of thing, carry over in life and be like, all right, find those people who are great examples. And, you know, I feel like it can be difficult to find mentors. And a lot of times kids are drawn to these people who are maybe famous or maybe uh, have a big following, which is famous to kids now, if you got a blue check and all those things. Um, but, but helping them locate like, all right, how are, how is this going to translate to your life? Cause you can go and watch eight hours a day of other kids playing video games. And that's probably not the best use of your time. And if you can work on that time management as a piece of that as well, I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think comparison can get in the way of the dreams too, because they see so much, uh, this influence or this person doing this and they're, oh, they're so much better than me versus, you know, I'm going to go for it. And I want to, you know, I want to live out my dreams and my, and what I aspire to, you know, yeah. I, I think that can affect them negatively too. Uh, Cause they're seeing so much um, yeah. out there and comparing themselves. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, well, I, um, I want to hear what you have to say, but you have a program that you've developed. Yeah. And I want you to share about that, the attitude advantage. And when you started that and you're mentoring, I, I looked at your site. You have so many people that are sharing their testimonials, how their lives are changing and their kids' lives are changing. So tell us about that. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. I um yeah, it's it's those are the things along the way, along your journey that just it makes everything just so like this is why we're doing this. And when you get that feedback from parents and kids and educators and that kind of thing. Um, but I wanted to say before that I'm with you 1000%. I heard someone say this, I can't remember who it was, but I, I want to give credit that it wasn't my original thought that I think just like with cigarettes, where there's a surgeon general warning, they're going to come up with the same thing when it comes to social media and the internet. Mm -hmm. Um, because I am seeing it just absolutely devastate kids' lives. Um, mm -hmm. I, I spent the last couple of years, I would do about 10 to 15 calls with moms every single day. So mm -hmm. I would hear these same patterns of issues that kids are going through over and over. And I don't have to be a rocket scientist or Tony Robbins just to recognize simple patterns of like, okay, this is really what's going on. Um, and that's something I'm actually working on now is what is that relationship with kids and their phone and how can we keep it from absolutely stealing their innocence from putting them in danger? Like literally every week I talk to a different parent who's 
kid has they've been tried to be groomed by an older person who's pretending to be someone else and they're talking through Snapchat or one of the different apps. So it's 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 really scary, it's really serious and I think the difficult thing that saddens my heart is as as parents a lot of times it's like, well how do I not let my kid have the phone or have a limited use of the phone when literally every other kid on the planet does. And my thought on this is what would your response be if you said, well, every other kid is doing drugs or every other kid is robbing banks or every other kid is depressed, anxious, self-harming and having all these other different mental health issues when it comes to this epidemic of loneliness and all these things. Well, you wouldn't want any of those things. So, and that's what's happening. So it's hard either way. And it can be hard having your kid go through the eating disorder because they're influenced by the things they were seeing on TikTok during the pandemic, like you mentioned, or it can be hard battling heads saying, hey, I know this isn't easy. I know this isn't what you necessarily want to do, but I'm doing this because I love you and I don't want to prepare the road ahead of you. You need to develop the skills and you need to figure this out on yourself so you can limit limit your time and how you're going to interface with it. But if you don't have those systems in place, and that's what I'm putting together of exactly what that can look like for each kid and parent, um, you don't stand a chance. To what you said earlier of comparing yourself, I, as a grown adult person who'd been on TV a lot and had had some success and, and accolades and those types of things, I couldn't handle it. I would look at things and I'd be like, how come he got that TV show and has a million followers? I worked harder and deserve it more. And I'm better looking and funnier, you know, yes. and, and he, you know what I mean? And all the, all the things I'm trying to make myself feel better. Right. And, and, um, if I, as a adult, who's pretty grounded in who they are and been through tough times and had good times, how's a kid who, who hasn't had any life experience able to do that? So, um, I think you're, totally on the money. And it's a definitely a tough one. It's easier said than done, but there are steps that can be taken to do that. So um, I, I just, I just love that you said that as far as the program, we have a, we have an amazing program and it started with me going and speaking over the last 10 years. And I've got to sp uh, speak to over a million kids live on stages, middle school, high schools, youth conferences. That's my sweet spot. I have so much fun. I still do about four or five a month all over the country. And next time I come to Chicago, I'm going to call you and yes, make you please. that would be really fun. Um, but the frustration with that um, model of what I was doing is I go there, they're all excited. They line up, they want to take a picture. I could show you videos, hours of them crying and talking about the most horrible things you can imagine that kids go through. And it's all because I was vulnerable and shared my underdog story and me getting bullied and the hard things that 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 connects and shows them humanity. But I would leave and I'd go to the next town or I'd go home and how many of these kids actually followed through or even knew how to make a smart goal, how to execute it, how to surround themselves with great people. So I got frustrated after a while because I felt like, oh yeah, they're all excited. They all write a, a comment on online. They might send a really nice message, but how do we actually help them make that change? And so that's what um, the program was born out of. And um, we'd work with them. We, we, uh, we have a school version of the program that they do as a curriculum. And then we have one that parents come to us and whether their kid is struggling in whatever area, or they're just trying to excel and get that, um, you know, that scholarship to get that D one uh, baseball time and, and go on to the pros. 
with people like our mutual friend, Dr. E, who's a sports psychologist. I'm just the fun guy who comes in. Like this morning, I had a first session with a girl um, and uh, I'm like, you've done therapy, like halfway through it, I was like, you've done some therapy and some counseling, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm like, this isn't anything like that, is it? She's like, no, she was laughing or she's showing me animals on her ranch. Um, and we're having a good time because what we do is we develop a friendship, a relationship, and all anyone, kid or adult, wants is to be seen, heard, and genuinely cared about. And that's the same thing with speaking. When you go up and you just are genuinely mean what you're saying, it makes all the difference. And then I brought awesome people who are way smarter than me, have way more credentials to do the one-on-one -on -one coaching and teaching these different things. And we just work them through these different life lessons. And some of them I've touched on, the, the big ones, attitude and surrounding yourself with amazing people and forgiveness, all the things that we don't really learn in school, but we really need as people to be successful and happy and navigate this difficult thing called life. Um, so it's just been an absolute uh, amazing time. And in 90 days, kids come in and we've seen, as you saw, it sounds like in some of those testimonials, their mm -hmm. lives completely transformed. It's like, <laughs> I remember uh, we had we had one kid who uh, he had low confidence and he came in on the first on the first session, he was like this. It was just this. He wouldn't share his face. So if you're listening, I just turned off my uh, my camera. Oh yeah. yeah. And then and then he came on the second week, and he we could see the top of his head. <laughs> and then the next week we saw his forehead, and then the week after that, his eyebrows. And it was like, hey, you're a good looking, dude, man. We need you to we need you to show your face. And by the end of that ninety days, not only. Could he show his face? He he made the basketball team. He had a new group of friends. We would be on our group call and he would be uh, texting and kind of laughing and be like, hey, you're not paying attention. What are you doing? And he'd be like, oh, one of my friends just said something hilarious. And he went from this kid that was reserved in his shell to some confidence by making new friends, making the basketball team. Um, and, and it was really cool to see a transformation like that. And what's cool is every kid is different. So we work with the kids. We work with the parents too, because so much of it, wow. and if all the moms listening right now, I would, I, I know we talked about this before. I, I have two just things that I would say. One is they are watching you. Whether you think they are or not, they are picking up on your things. So if they're struggling with anxiety, we get a kid in there that's anxious, that's depressed. We look at the parent. A lot of times there's an anxious or a depressed parent. Oh, yeah. So the number one thing you can do is start with yourself, is be the best you that you can be. So, you know, hey, you know, you're telling them to get off the phone. We're talking about passionately about phone time, all that kind of stuff. But then if you're on your phone all the time and at the dinner table, they're not, it's going to go in one ear and out the other. So, so start with yourself. And, and that's, um, I, I passed over this earlier, but that's the thing that's cool with what we do is we caught the same message, but a different messenger. So most of the stuff we're saying are the same things that most parents should be saying or are saying. And so they're just hearing it from someone else who isn't mom or dad. And I'm guilty of that very thing in my own life. As an adult, I remember I called up my mom. I interviewed this cool NFL football player and he said something cool. And I told my mom, I was like, oh, you're not going to believe what he said. You know, he said, you got to work hard and treat people right. Isn't that such a good piece of advice? And my mom was just like, you, you dummy. I've been telling you that for the last 15 years. What are you talking about? And I was like, oh, this is a perfect example of not wanting to hear it from my mom, who's who's great and has always been in my corner, but she's my mom. I don't want to always, you know, listen to what she has to say. So um, 
start with yourself. And the second thing, if any parent in here, any mom is struggling um, and, and, they're, and you're hurting and you see your kid is going through a tough time, I've been on these calls and they almost always end in tears and um, whatever the situation is. And if you're here listening and part of this community, then you are one of the 1% of the 1% who is taking your time to actually see how you can help your kid turn his life around and just be happy and, and a fulfilled young adult. So you're already exceptional and you aren't alone. You aren't alone in this. So many people are struggling before the pandemic and even more after going through this. It's a difficult time. And if you can just offer yourself a little bit of grace, whether yeah. you're a kid that requires a lot because he's on the um, autistic spectrum or whatever it is, just a kid's having trouble connecting or getting bullied. You aren't the only one doing this. You're doing the best you can and think, things can definitely get better. So I feel like so many of us back to that loneliness thing, we feel like, oh, we're we're a failure. And that's what, what I get from so many moms is they feel like it's their fault, but it's hard. It's hard to be a mom. It's hard to be a teenager. It's hard just to be a human person and manage all these things that are going on in life. So um, that would be my little encouraging word to any mom who finds herself in that situation who's listening. Ah, so good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think moms, that's one of the things we can be so hard on ourselves, but then that actually feeds us trying to do more because we feel like we're not doing enough because our kid might be struggling and then we're hard on ourselves. And we think we must be doing it wrong versus this is just part of the journey that our kids have to go through. So I love that you said that because whoever's listening and the moms that are in my community as well, like I always tell that to them too. You are here. You're showing up. You want to learn. You want to grow in order to support your kids more. And that's huge. And, and uh, you're modeling that, wanting to learn and grow for your kid. And that does speak volumes to our kids when they see us trying to learn and grow and, and yeah, That's not big. on our phones That's all really the time, big. whatever that looks like, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so happy to meet you, Jesse, because I'm going to recommend you to so many uh, parents and I, we're going to be sharing this on our blog and it's on YouTube and the podcast because I was so touched just watching you on all your videos and how you relate to the kids. You can just feel it and see it and that there's such a connection you have with them. Yeah. And this is what you are meant to be doing. I mean, it's just so apparent the difference that you're making. And I just want to thank you and thank you for taking it to the next level because you saw that, gosh, I go and I speak to these kids, but there's a much bigger need out there. And you want to serve and you want to help our youth and, and help parents. And so, I, I love what you're doing and I want you to share where they can find you. You also have a non-for-profit and that we didn't talk about. You have your podcast. So just yeah. let them know all the different ways that they connect, connect with you. Well, thank you for that. I feel the same way about you and thank you for letting me be on your platform and connecting with everyone. And I'd love to help in any way that I can. So, um, and, and uh, you know, you said about, uh, that's really cool because I feel the same way when you find your thing, when you find your why and you find your passion, it completely, it completely 
180 is the way you show up in the world. And I found the more fun I'm having with the kids, whether it's on stage or in smaller settings, the more fun it is for everyone. And and I didn't, it, it took a while to kind of figure that out. And now it's like, all right, like, like, let's just go and and have a blast. And, and that's how you get to, to them to connect and open up and all those things. So um, we, yeah, I get this question. So we put together a site, it's the attitudeadvantage.com and then slash welcome. And on that page, it has, they can subscribe to the podcast. They can join our Facebook community. I go live in there once a week with different experts, with people like yourself, and just let them share all their tips, all free, all of that. Um, we have the teen program, the school program, me speaking, um, a bunch of different things on there. So the attitudeadvantage.com slash welcome is the best place to go check out. And you can get lost in the rabbit hole there for a long time. So <laughs> uh, I'll put that warning out there up front. <laughs> and it's a good rabbit hole, everybody, because I was so inspired. So amazing. amazing. Yay. Well, I'm so Yay. glad that we did this. Even though it was through a screen, we're gonna have to do one uh in the future in person. Either you and in Scottsdale or or me out in Illinois. I would love that. Absolutely. So we'll we'll do that. And I would love to come on your show too. I would be more than happy to do that and talk to the parents. So we yeah. will do it. Yay. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you, friend, for hanging out with me. And if you have not signed up for our newsletter, I really encourage you to do that. I share so many wonderful resources and articles, and we have some really exciting things that are going to be coming up that I want you to be a part of. So I want to make sure that you go to momsoftweensandteens.com and sign up for our newsletter. It will be so worth your time. So thank you again for joining me and have a great week and I will see you back here next time.